He took a look at the security cameras, hoping he would catch a glimpse of where his daughter had disappeared to. She had never made it home from school that day. And as he looked, he saw her on the camera footage. She was walking into their apartment building. But she had entered with a woman. A woman that neither he nor his wife recognized. Welcome back. I'm Cassie and this is Wicked World. Before we get into today's story, I just quickly wanted to talk to you about the sponsor of today's video and an excellent gift option for the upcoming holidays, Ana Luisa. Ana Luisa has stylish, well-made jewelry that's a great present for your mom, your friend, your sister, or even you. Hey, I bought myself a little Christmas present. I bought myself this necklace here. Now I love this necklace because it's not only beautiful, but you can wear it with any style or color. It pretty much matches anything. And then I got myself this little pearl bracelet as well. And while it's dainty and pretty, it's also very well made. Since their pieces are simple yet elegant and easy to match with other jewelry, Ana Luisa is a gift that you know will get worn as well as appreciated. And they also have great prices on all of their jewelry, so you know that you'll stay within your holiday budget this year. And on top of that, Ana Luisa is having their annual sale right now, which means that everything is up to 35% off. And who doesn't like saving even more money? So if you still have some holiday shopping left to do, or you just wanna buy yourself a little something, head over to analuisa.com now, because they've got bracelets, earrings, rings, and necklaces. And don't forget to use my link that's in the description box below so that you can get a discount on your purchase today. The story I have for you today is about a little girl who seemed to be on a path of success at such a young age, but that path abruptly ended when her life was suddenly and cruelly taken away from her. This is the story of Lola Daviette. Lola Daviette was born on July 18, 2010, in Bethune, France, to her mother, Delphine Daviette, and her father, Johann Daviette. The family lived together in a building located in the 19th arrondissement in Paris, France, where both Lola's father and mother were the building's caretakers. Lola also had two older brothers named Jordan and Tybalt. At the time of her death, Lola was 12 years old, and she was also a student at the Georges Brassens School. Lola was a promising young gymnast who had been selected to compete in national championships. She was said to be a very happy, friendly, and driven young girl. Now, Lola's parents are professional caretakers of a number of buildings in Paris, including the one that they live in. They also own two houses. On Friday, October 14th, 2022, Johan got worried because Lola had not yet returned home from school. It was a little after four in the afternoon, and Lola's school was not very far from the apartment, so he knew that she should have been home by now. When she still did not appear, around 4.30, Johan decided to call the police and report his daughter, Lola, as missing. Johan and Lola's mother, Delphine, were immediately worried because they knew that their daughter always came directly home on Fridays. That was because the family would drive to their house in Bethune for the weekend, which is about a three-hour drive away from Paris. While waiting for police to respond, Johan was getting increasingly worried about his daughter. 
he decided he would check the building's CCTV footage since he was the caretaker. When he looked at the footage, to his surprise, he saw his daughter Lola walking through the front door of the building at 3.20 in the afternoon. She had been talking to a woman as she had walked through the door, but the thing was, neither Johan or Delphine knew who this woman was. Hoping that somebody might recognize the unknown woman, Lola's mother Delphine made a post on Facebook asking for everyone's help. It said, Alert! Abduction of our daughter Lola, seen last time at 3.20 in the company of a girl we don't know at our residence. Lola has white jeans on, a white sweater with a hood, as well as her gray backpack. Please help us find her. Police began their investigation, and they hadn't found anything until around 11.30 that night when a homeless man contacted them and told them that he had found a plastic suitcase in the courtyard near the apartment building, and inside it was a body. Police went to inspect the suitcase, and when they opened it, they saw a bunch of fabric, and underneath that was 12-year-old Lola's body. She was stuffed inside the plastic suitcase, bound, her face covered with tape, her throat slit, and the numbers 1 and 0 written on the bottom of her feet in what appeared to be red marker. And an autopsy of Lola's body would determine that even though Lola's throat had been slit, she had ultimately died of asphyxiation. She also had multiple other wounds on her body, and it looked like she had been tortured as well as sexually assaulted. Then an arrest was made a few days later, on October 17th, in relation to Lola Daviet's murder. A 24-year-old Algerian homeless woman named Dabia Benkirid had been placed into custody. Dabia had been seen hanging out in the area near the Daviet's apartment building. She would often call out to passerbys, sometimes ask for a cigarette, or sometimes ask for some change. Dabia had been arrested that morning while she was out with her sister, her sister who happened to live in the same apartment building as the Daviets did. Five other people had been arrested in connection with Lola's death, including Dabia's sister, Friha Benkirid. Four of the other suspects, including Dabia's sister, were later cleared and released. However, there was a 43-year-old man whom police kept in custody because he had admitted to them that he had picked up Dabia in his car, along with the suitcase. He had then brought her back to his house, where she stayed for about two hours before leaving again in a car that he had called for her. He was unaware if there was anything in the suitcase at that time or not. And even though this man was held in connection with Lola's death, Investigators said that Dabia acted alone in her horrific act. Dabia had actually been interviewed six times between the afternoon on October 15th and the end of the day on October 16th. She would finally confess on her fourth interview with investigators on the morning of the 16th. Up until then, she had claimed that she had absolutely nothing to do with Lola's murder. Now, Dabia has no diagnosed psychological issues, but she was described as having extreme psychological problems. And she would fluctuate between accepting and denying responsibility for the crime. She said that her account of committing the crime had actually been her just recalling a dream. At points, she also blamed the murder on an armed stranger and a ghost. And when she was shown pictures of Lola's body, Dabia was completely cold and uncaring. She said, that doesn't make me hot or cold. I was raped too, and I saw my parents die in front of me. 
According to Jabia's initial confession, after she had breakfast with her sister at her sister's apartment on the morning of October 14th, she had gone for a walk without any specific goal in mind. She had taken the metro to the Champs-Élysées and then returned to her sister's place. Jabia had lured Lola into her sister's apartment and ordered the girl to shower. She had then forced Lola to perform oral sex on her before putting adhesive tape all over Lola's face which ultimately caused her to die of asphyxiation. Dabia said after this, she drank some coffee and listened to music before deciding to repeatedly stab Lola's body. From there, she would put Lola's body into the plastic suitcase. And she also told investigators that she had drank some of Lola's blood as well as kept some in a vial, though police were never able to recover that vial she spoke about. Dabia did not tell police exactly what she had said to Lola in order to lure her into her sister's apartment. A witness had seen Dabia entering the apartment building about two hours after the surveillance footage had caught her and Lola going inside. The witness said they had then seen her about a half hour after that, leaving the apartment and the building with a heavy suitcase, and she looked kind of crazy. Now, Dabia had been struggling to carry this suitcase. But the witness said they figured it was just because there was heavy stuff in there and Dabia was a fairly small woman. They never thought there was anything like a body inside of the suitcase. And other witnesses saw Dabia dragging the suitcase out of the apartment complex and they said that it was stained with blood and smelled like bleach. And Dabia had allegedly asked yet another witness to help her load the suitcase into a car nearby. And she told this person that she would pay them with money from an organ trafficking affair. And prior to her dumping the suitcase, Dabia would be seen walking around with it. At one point, even leaving it outside to go into a cafe to order herself a croissant. Like nothing at all had happened. In her police interview, Dabia did not mention anything about organ trafficking, however. So police believe that she was just mentally unstable. Dabia also told the investigators why she had done this to Lola. She said her motive had been a dispute she had with Lola's mother. Apparently, Dabia had been hoping to move in with her sister, Friha, in the same building that the Daviette family lived in. However, Lola's mother, Delphine, who is the caretaker of the building, refused to give her an access pass. And according to Dabia, Delphine also slammed the door in her face at that time. That day, Dabia had seen Lola arriving home from school, and she had asked her if she could borrow her key access card. Lola refused, telling her that her parents wouldn't approve. But Dabia said that she had gotten into the building because Lola had let her in so she could take the elevator up. She then says she forced Lola somehow to get in the elevator with her. That's the point where she had lured Lola into her sister's apartment. And she told police that she had left the apartment again with a suitcase containing Lola's body. Dabia then told police that she had written the numbers one and zero on Lola's feet in red nail polish, but she gave no reason as to why. Dabia had been born in Algiers and she was a devout evangelical Christian. She had arrived in France in May of 2016 on a student resident permit, but Dabia had been obligated to leave French territory in August of 2022, since she had not been able to provide a valid residence permit. And she had apparently fallen through the cracks. 
On August 21st, 2022, Dabia had been detained at Orly Airport for having neither a plane ticket or valid identity papers, and she was issued an obligation to leave France within 30 days. But she had been allowed to remain due to the country's controversial self-deportation policy. Basically, they're just turning a blind eye to the person remaining in the country instead of leaving as they were ordered to do. So... Why would people leave if there's no reason to? They're just ignoring it. Dabia's older sister, Friha, explained to police that her sister was the bad seed of the family and was always causing problems. She believes that Dabia may be bipolar because she was constantly up and down with her mood. She continued on to say how annoyed she was by her sister because her sister did not want to find a job or help out around the house in any way. And Friha would also tell investigators that Dabia had been making incoherent statements in the middle of the night recently. One time Dabia had woken up her sister at 3 a.m. telling her, I have received a message. They are going to kill me. They will kill me on the 16th. Medics recalled that they had treated Dabia in July of 2019, but surprise, surprise, she had assaulted them. She had refused to pay for her treatment and started violently lashing out at the medical secretaries. And when she was finally forced out of the building, she yelled at them, I'll be back. You don't know what I'm capable of. On October 19th, 2022, the prosecutor's office indicted Dabia with murder and rape of a child under the age of 15, involving acts of torture and extreme violence. Dabia continues to sit in pre-trial detention in Fresnes Prison, which is in southeast Paris. No trial date has yet been set. On the same day that Dabia had been indicted, her sister Friha was taken into police custody on charges of staying in France illegally, and she was deported back to Algeria in December of 2022. Following the murder, conservative and far-right critics alleged that the government was not doing enough to stop illegal immigration, but ministers hit back that such criticism was improper, and Lola's family was demanding that the politicians just stop using their daughter's murder to peddle their slogans. And Lola's family and friends mourned the loss of the happy girl who loved gymnastics. Students at Lola's school had been shaken by her murder, and many of her classmates gathered at the school they attended shortly after her death to place flowers down in Lola's memory. Lola Daviette was laid to rest on Monday, October 24th. Her services were held at the Saint-Omer Collegiate Church in Lillère, France. The church only had one room for a certain amount of people, but so many had turned out for Lola's funeral that loudspeakers were actually put outside so that the services could be heard by everybody. During Lola's funeral, one of her brothers spoke and said, I hope I was there enough for you, even if it passed by quickly. My beloved little sister, unfortunately, you left too soon. When you came back that time with a French gymnastics champion medal, I was so proud of you and still am. We will miss you. And you know that, my little sister, you will always be in our hearts. Lola was then buried in her beautiful white coffin adorned with flowers that took place privately after the service. Well, thank you for listening to all of Lola's story today. This is so scary knowing that this little girl got all the way home and into the apartment building where she thought that she was safe, and that's when she was viciously attacked and murdered. It was such a vile and vicious attack that Dabia 
launched on poor Lola, a sweet little girl who she hardly even knew. And then she was just so cold and uncaring after it. This woman seriously needs help because if not, she's just gonna do it again. She clearly has no regard for human life. So if you do like true crime and you wanna hear it from me, then don't forget to hit that subscribe button below and turn on your notifications too so you'll know when I upload a new video, which is two to three times every week. Thanks for watching A Wicked World today. Until next time, take care guys, bye. Thank you for being patrons of A Wicked World. Adina, Allie, Amy, Angela, Angie, Beatrice, Carrie, Catherine, Danielle D, Danielle H, Drew, Frank, Hannah Rama, Hannah, Kara, Lori, Linda, Marion, Mary, Mel, Melissa, MJ Kelly, Neoma, Ray, Shayna, Cheyenne, Stephanie, Susan, Suzanne, and Tammy. You guys rock. Now, there's even more of a wicked world on Patreon. You'll have access to exclusive videos each month and more. Any support truly helps to make sure the victims never get forgotten and to highlight the shortcomings of society associated with each case. So check it out at patreon.com slash a wicked world or use the Patreon app.